My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul and Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the Force is strong with you all. And remember, Sith Wars. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And this time in collaboration with the Countdown City Geek Cast. My name is David. I am joined by Retro Ray. And our guest today for today's interview is none other than the fantastic Chris Owen, all the way from Scotland, joining us today. Chris, how are you doing today? Not too bad, thank you. Thanks very much for having me on the on the show. No problem. So we found you uh, online. I know Ray's known you for a little while, but I found some of your art and it was just tremendous. I I noticed in one of your bios that you had on Facebook that uh, you had actually done work with Lucasfilm uh, yeah. via Tops, And um, I wanted to talk to you about that. Can you talk a little bit how you got involved with Lucasfilm there? Yeah, um, so kind of started through Tops trading cards, um, doing sketch cards that are obviously this this top send you uh, blank cards to do illustrations on and give you kind of guidelines to follow, and they get sent to Lucasfilm who approve or disapprove of your sketches, and then they're included in sets and. They're out in the wild somewhere for people to find. Um, I actually just started working on a new set that comes out later in the year at the weekend there. So it's constant, constant work, but it's really cool to do work for Lucasfilm. It's something I'd always wanted to do as an artist, and it's a it's, it was a good way to to start doing it. So what were the drawings uh, that you uh, particularly worked on for Star Wars Lucasfilm? Um, it was kind of totally up to me. Uh, I, I had the first set I'd done, I had like 100 cards to do. Um, so I kind of broke it down to, I, I kind of tried to do like 10 characters from each film that were my favourite. Uh, and just kind of went about doing it that way. Um, it's good to have the freedom to be like, Okay, here's the keys to Star Wars. Um, draw all the stuff you like. So it's it's a kind of a dream in that sense. Nice, nice. So, at what age did you start drawing? Uh, as soon as I was old enough to hold a pencil, basically. Um, huh. Very young, and I think the stuff that I've been drawing has always kind of been like it's kind of been the same sort of stuff. It's always been like kind of like poster art. Um, I was really, really strongly influenced by uh, Drew Struzan, who like I think every Star Wars fan kind of knows that name. Uh, it was, you know, all the, the VHS tapes I had of the original Star Wars films, especially the special editions that had Drew's art on it were like a massive influence on me. And uh, poster art seemed to be the, uh, an obsession that that stuck. Nice, nice. So was uh, I was wondering about this about artists. Was was drawing intuitive for you, or was it something that you really had to practice to get 
really good at? I suppose it's a bit of both. Um, practice is, is kind of key. Um, the more you do it, uh, the kind of easier it gets. Um, but the one thing that's been hard for me to learn is like patience with it when you start something is just to be patient and trust the process uh, and just take your time. That's, I think, something that's kind of came with age and um, I still feel like I have more to learn. Uh, I don't think I'll ever stop learning uh, in that department and it's, it's, it's a thing that's always constantly evolving. It's like the technique and style. So it's... Um, it's, it's, it's good because you never get bored of it. You're always learning new stuff and new tricks. So on your art, do you do a lot of it? Is it digital or do you do both digital and actual sketch? So it's uh, like a hybrid. Yeah, all my pencil work is done in pencil. And then I scan it uh, and oh, paint right. it digitally. Um, it's... I, I used to use, like what Drew Suzanne did, um, airbrush and pencil but it's a lot of time and when you make a mistake it's fatal <laughs> mm, uh, whereas the digital if you make a mistake um you can press undoing it's fantastic um so it's it's a lot more flexibility a lot more freedom and uh, you can get stuff done quicker as well when you have especially when you're doing commission work and you have deadlines to meet and stuff um digital definitely has the edge on traditional art nice a lot of people are going full digital some people still do both i like the artists who do both because you know i'm a big art fan like literally mm -hmm. i like buying the sketch art before it actually gets colored and stuff like that because yeah. that's the rough it you know it's the rough part that before you go in do this you know the the coloring the outlines and stuff like that yeah. like when you started did you when you started, because a lot of people, when you go to school and you, you love art or whatever, and you have some art teachers who tell you criticism, oh, well, that's not how you should draw. Did you get discouraged from some artists, or, you know, from art teachers that were telling you, oh, don't draw it this way. It should be this way. Or did you just kind of take their criticism and just say, well, this is like how I like to draw, you know? Well, I had a really kind of complex uh, experience with art at school. Um, so what I found was they didn't encourage um, sort of free thinking and yeah. your own style at school. Um, like a perfect example of it was at school we got asked to write an essay on why we liked Picasso. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. I actually <laughs> don't like Picasso at all. Um <laughs> So the teacher was like, well, write an essay on why you don't like Picasso, but it was just strange that they automatically assumed that you would like um, a certain type of art uh, just because it's popular. Uh, and certainly drawing, drawing geeky stuff, like drawing Star Wars characters, and um, it kind of wasn't encouraged. Yeah. Um, and I actually applied to go to art school when I left high school and I didn't get in uh, because I wasn't a certain type of artist. So 
it's I think in the, the kind of education and I suppose the the real art world, um, it's kind of expected to, that you're that you're one type of artist, and if you don't fit that mold, then uh, it's hard to get the kind of encouragement that you need. So, um, certainly after leaving school, everything I've done since then has been because I've wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, yeah, encouragement at a young age is really really hard to get. Um, so yeah. I always have people asking me at comic cons and stuff. Uh, oh, I wish I could be as good as you, but um, my teacher at school isn't very encouraging, and I'm just like, just just keep doing your own thing. It's the best advice, and just keep practicing um, because it is hard to, at a younger age, definitely. Yeah, it's a lot of discouraging. I mean, that's the reason why I asked you that question because as me as a going to school, you know, I used to like, you know certain type of art and that's what I used to doodle when I was in school but I got discouraged and I let it discourage me and I faded mm -hmm. away from drawing but I have ideas for drawing I have the ideas that you want to do put on paper and I love working with artists because I've worked with artists in the past and I just tell them hey this is what's in my head you know and when same thing with you they give you a, a description on paper and mm -hmm. it's your imagination and what's in your head that yeah. you put out on paper to make it pop the way you do. And that's where I want other artists to see. That's the reason why I'm also doing these podcasts because I want artists to get, you know, understand that don't get discouraged. These kids that are out there could be the next you, you know, who love to draw, but because they're getting discouraged either in school or whatever, if you love something, follow it. That's the big yeah. thing because at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, just do it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And your IPs that you've worked on has not just been Star Wars. I mean, you've done Jurassic Park. You've done Wednesday. I mean, how does it feel as a geek as yourself to, to be able to have this playground to play with? Um, but it's, it's amazing. It's 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 really 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 cool. Um, and. You know, it's all stuff that I've loved, especially Jurassic Park. Um, I mean, Star Wars is like, that's my number one love, Star Wars, and I always will be, but a very close second is Jurassic Park. Um, and it is, it's, it's always really, really cool to um, to be able to work uh, on this kind of stuff. Is there IP when... that you haven't worked on yet that you would love to get your foot in the door to do? <sighs> Uh, I would love to do something for uh, like Predator, and I would love to do some more horror stuff. Definitely more horror stuff. Yeah. Nice. I'd love to see what you do on that. Do you do? Do you get people who reach out to you and do to do commissions for them? Yeah, yeah, um, quite commonly. Uh, although I'm very, I'm picky about private commissions. Um, I think I kind of tend to only do stuff that I like because <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm selfish with it. But <laughs> when I'm in the process of drawing something, uh, oh, it's strange. But like when I'm drawing something from like Star Wars, like when say for example Star Wars, when I'm drawing it, I feel like I'm 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 kind of living it, like and obsessing over it. So to 
to be kind of to to be in it that much. It's like it's kind of a big undertaking, and if it's not something you're passionate about, it's it's hard to be excited about it. Um, yeah, so I, I'm a bit selfish in that respect, but uh, it works. It works for me. That's and I really like that you you know one of the things that working and talking with you is that since I had started talking to you, messaging you and you, you know, you would actually send me stuff that you started working on, like, you know, pieces that were just, hadn't even come out yet. You were just starting to work on it. And when you finished the pieces, they're just phenomenal. Like that Bad Batch piece that you did, dude, I yeah. love that piece. That was, like, what made you draw that? Like, what was, what made you come up with that idea for that, that piece? Do you know, um, when I watched... Like it might be controversial to say, when I watched the first series of The Bad Batch, I wasn't that impressed by it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I really liked the first couple of episodes uh, and I liked the finale, but everything in between was a bit of a mixed bag. So I wasn't expecting much going into season two. And then when season two started, I was like, wow, this is so much better than it has any right to be. It's fantastic. So I was obsessing over it. Uh, I was like, okay, I think it's time to do some some bad batch stuff. It's it was amazing, and season two was fantastic. And it's just it's obsessing over something and being that impressed by it. Um, that is is like that's a bit of fuel as well. That always kind of powers me on to do stuff. So yeah, it was season two of the bad batch, and how good it was that inspired me to 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 tackle the the that piece. Sweet. Now, the other question, I guess uh, I'll let Dave ask. What were you going to ask, Dave? Uh, I was going to say, how long does it usually take to create one of your pieces? All in all, uh, probably about 60 or 70 hours worth of work per piece. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if it's a piece of like one character, it's shorter. It kind of depends how much, how many characters, how much detail. Um, sometimes it just gets stuck on a piece for a long time, but on average, yeah, 60 or 70 hours. Yeah, so a, a lot of time. Yeah. Nice. It, it's almost kind of like a, uh, a two weeks worth of uh, work in yeah. American work week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about two weeks of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so what, what are you, what are some of the tools and techniques you use to create your art? I don't know. I think everything always starts as like the quickest, messiest little sketch uh, of trying to work out uh, like a composition, something that looks good at a glance. That's like that's always the first step, and then it's just a case of um, working on the composition. Composition is a thing I've always been obsessed with. Um, I get really annoyed at modern movie posters and how horrible some of them look because they've just been uh, kind of done in Photoshop really quickly and um, <laughs> a lot of the art, the, the artistic side of, of movie posters is something that I think has kind of been lost. Uh, I mean, I used to love going to the cinema when I was young and seeing all the fantastic posters um, that were there, so... I think that is the key. Just composition is is 
really important. And then I think about uh, like color theory, like colors that go well together, and um, it's just it's a, a lot of basic stuff, but it's it's how it all kind of comes together in the end. That's that's important. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just sometimes it's luck, um, sometimes it's sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like I have pieces that are like near completion that I know I won't finish because they don't, they don't look that great. Um, but it's just it's a, a a long, strange process, definitely, of creating stuff. Nice, nice. So, what do you like most about being an artist? Uh, I think it's been it's liking something like Star Wars um, or Jurassic Park or any of the other things that I love. It's it's being able to to have an idea or of of artwork that I think oh I wish I wish I could get a poster of this that that looks the way I want it to look and being going, oh I can actually do that. So so that's cool. Um that that's that's probably um what it is that and then and going to Comic Cons and engaging with like fans and talking to them and being a part of like the wider geek community and being able to talk to people that are enthusiastic and passionate about the same stuff I am is, is always really cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So the picture that I have on the screen right now, where was this at? Yeah, that was at a comic con in Glasgow, uh, called Acme comic con. It's one of the bigger, bigger comic cons in the country. Uh, that was this year. I think that was just last month actually. Uh, yeah. So I just, um, I like to put as as much out and have as colourful a um, stand as possible. Yeah, nice. nice. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. So getting back to, to the, getting back to your to go ahead. What's that? Sorry. No, we'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say I would love to do a comic con in America one day. That's like that's the dream was to to go over there and do some cons. So maybe one day. Well, hopefully, I mean, I know some friends who run some cons. Mm -hmm. I see if I can convince him to bring you down because it'd be cool to bring you to Texas because there's there's yeah. two there's two conventions that we have in Texas. There's the big Texas Comic Con. There's the, of course, Dallas Fan Expo. Um, there's Hill Country Comic Palooza. Comic, -Con, Comic Palooza. Then we so have the, the uh, car show and the Comic -Con. car show. Yeah, the car show and Comic Con. It's in our backyard, but, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that one's like literally in our hometown. That one is like literally cool. in our hometown. But yeah, man, if we can try to convince uh, them to bring you down, that'd be freaking awesome. Getting that back to your awesome. love for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So you did a piece that is my favorite because of Bo-Katan. What made you come up with that piece? Were you watching the show and you said, oh, that looks awesome. I want to draw that. Or what made you come up with that piece? Um, it was the I think it was the first episode of series three of The Mandalorian, where she's in her castle and she's sitting on the throne, 
it, it just it looked amazing. It was such a cool image. And then it was just um what I was saying about composition earlier, it was just something that, that kinda encompassed the character. Um I mean she is fantastic. Um it's a character I've loved since she appeared in the Clone Wars Same and then here. Rebels and then the Mandalorian. She's she's fantastic. So it's just um it just comes from that kind of the the passion for the character. Yeah. So have you met uh Katie Sarkoff? Never, never. Uh, I would love to. She seems really, really cool. Well, she's gonna be in San Antonio for a convention at the the car show. Um mm-hmm. if you want to send me a piece and I'll can get it signed for you to send back to you if you would want. That's she's amazing. Gonna be the, yeah, because I mean, and I'm pretty sure her seeing it, she's gonna ask who drew this and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would love to do that for you if you let me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I love cool. seeing artists. You know, that's one thing I like too, because like I love working with artists. Like I've worked with um Paul Hanley and he did he did a piece for a Doctor Who piece for us. Mm-hmm. And I actually got John Berman to pose with the actual artwork he did. And oh, I also excellent. got a lot of the Doctor Who characters to pose with the covers as well, mm-hmm. you know, with the artwork. Because I mean, like I said, you guys without you guys imagination and you know work you put into this stuff, you know. I believe like artists, writers get overlooked so much because without you guys, we wouldn't, a lot of the stuff that you put out is your imagination that they just tell you, okay, they give you a little, a little bit of something to go off of, but then the rest of it is all you guys putting it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like doing that. <laughs> yeah, that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually planning on taking that helmet to Katie in, uh, in July when she comes to San Antonio and have it signed. So hopefully that happens. Fantastic. And hopefully we have a piece of your art to present to her and tell her, yeah, this is yeah, Chris 100%. Yeah, I will yeah. definitely send some stuff over. Yeah. yeah. So do you have, uh, when you're creating your pieces, do you have maybe some music playing? Um, is, is that part of your creative process? And if you do, what type of music are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when... I'm drawing a piece for like Star Wars. I'll have like John Williams blasting in the background. Nice. Like I just I try and I try to surround myself with uh, like the inspiration for the stuff that I'm doing as much as possible. So like whether that means having the actual movie on that I'm 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 drawing stuff from or just having the music on or anything like that. It's just I'm trying to immerse myself as much as possible. Uh, and the world that I'm trying to create is, is really important. So, yeah. Um, but every single year uh, when Spotify does their Spotify wrapped, John Williams is always my number one most listened to artist. Um, I just I, I love, obviously, all the music he's worked on, like Star Wars, Jurassic Park. Indiana Jones, so yeah, I'm always, uh, always listening to music. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a big, um, a big thing that inspires me. It's definitely music. Yeah, nice, nice. So last weekend you got to go see the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. 
Yeah. So how was it watching it again for yourself, watching it in the big screen again? It was fantastic, and it was surprising. Uh, on the run-up to it, I had watched uh, episodes one to five, just to kind of have the complete experience. Um, so it was, seeing it on the big screen, it was surprisingly emotional. Uh, like, spoiler alert, if no one's seen it, I cried when Yoda <laughs> died. Um, when Darth Vader died, I cried. Um, when they were all kind of having the celebration in the Ewok village, um, it was a total mess. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was really, really good. Um, I think the most emotional part about it was it just it just took me back to like being a kid again and seeing especially seeing the special editions in the cinema in nineteen ninety seven. it's just so transportative. It just took me back in time. Uh and yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, so- I know we all laugh about the whole spoiler alert thing for a film that's <laughs> forty years old. But I was in the theater in San Antonio. I was trooping with the 501st, and we had a father tell us that his son, this was going to be the first time he was going to watch Return of the Jedi and and it, in a theater setting, which was incredible. So it was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't, he, he might not be quite sure if, if, yeah, spoiler alert, Vader is who he is to Luke. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's an incredible thing that this new generation that's growing up has with, with all this content and yeah. awesome artists like yourself. Um, I was also going to ask you, um, what has been your most challenging piece of art that you've created? Oof, most challenging? Um, probably the most recent, well, one of the most recent pieces I've done, the the kind of women of Star Wars piece. Oh, dude. Um, because uh, I think because a lot of my work is quite, um, I don't want to say messy, but like the line work's quite loose and scribbly. Um, sometimes drawing women, uh, especially women's faces, if you do like one line too much, you kind of ruin it. So I've always kind of struggled drawing female figures and female faces. So that was, I really wanted to, cha- to challenge myself with that one. Um, but I'm pretty glad with how it came out. It was definitely a challenge. It yeah, it, yeah, it looks awesome. I, I actually love the color choices that you made in here. Yeah, I, obviously I wanted it to be true to Star Wars, but um, also have like a feminine edge as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I'm happy with it. Yeah, which is um, always a nice surprise. So are fans able to get their hands on this by chance? Yes, yes, they are indeed. Um, through my, my own website, um, which is always uh, splattered over my social media. So, yeah. Um, we Well, that's good, fans. If you want to get a copy of this, jump on it before it sells out. Because definitely, you know, and that's the thing about these art pieces is this. I have so much art, like I was telling uh David before the show we started I have art from artists that because I just see it and I love it because that's just what I do I ran out of space in my house and the rest of my house (laughs) to hang up the artwork 
but it's just so hard when you see something so good. It's like, I can't pass this up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And but getting back to Doctor Who, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Um, of course, Karen Gillan is from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Have you done a piece of her? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, the the closest thing I've done, I've actually done a, a 12th Doctor piece with Peter Capaldi. Oh, who, nice. um, Peter Capaldi actually grew up in the same town that I live in and grew up too. Oh, dude, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he went to school with my uncle, so um, <laughs> kind of something of a family wow. friend there. Yeah, That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I've met him a few times. He's a he's a really cool guy. Really cool that guy. is freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. So do you do you okay with Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, coming out and everything mm-hmm. like that, and everything that she has been in? Have you thought of maybe doing a comp, uh, compilation of all the geek characters that she's played? Um, it's not something I've thought of, um, but it's definitely something I would think about doing because she has done a lot of cool stuff. Um, she's a fantastic actress, yeah. That would be yeah. freaking cool. If you do, you got my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely do. Like I said, and then, so, okay, now, getting back to Star Wars, this season of Mandalorian, and of course, with all the Star Wars news that was announced, what are your, what are you expecting and what are you looking forward to? The Acolyte uh, sounds... Pretty, pretty good. Um, but the thing I'm, I'm so, so looking forward to is the Ahsoka series um, because I absolutely loved Star Wars Rebels. Um, I think the other week Dave Filoni came out and said it's basically season five of Star Wars Rebels and that's that's, fan, that's fantastic. Um, I just love all the characters. Uh, I love the stories that were in Rebels. Um it was just it was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, to see that continue, uh, I'm really really excited for that. Yeah, nice. I was also going to ask you: Do you have any uh, unique or interesting stories with fans that you've met that uh, have purchased your work? Um, well, funny enough, I was at a, a comic con in Scotland last year. Uh, in Edinburgh, Comic Con Scotland, it's definitely the biggest in the country. And uh, I was sitting at my table, and one of the members of staff came up to me and she said, um, Can I had a look at my stuff? And I had an Obi Wan Kenobi piece up um, based on the Disney Plus show. And she said, Oh, is this your work? I was like, Yeah. And she said, Oh, do you mind bringing a couple of prints and following me? I was like, Okay, okay. So I, th- I actually thought I was in trouble. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I followed her through the whole convention um, up to this this corner where there was a massive queue of people. Uh, got led through the queue. Everyone in the queue was kind of looking at me as if, is this guy skipping the queue? What's happening? Kind <laughs> uh, of went behind, uh, got to the front of the queue, went into this room, uh, and the woman says, oh, you and this is the guy? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and it was Ewan McGregor. Um, and he, he just kind of stood up and was like, oh, I love your art, man. It's fantastic. And I was like, this this isn't real. What's happening? <laughs> so um, 
Ewan McGregor wanted to buy one of the prints, and I was kidding? like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not buying one of the prints. <laughs> I was like, just take it if you can sign the other one for me. Um, and he did. And I spoke to him for five or ten minutes, and he was such a lovely guy. But because so many people at the con had bought it to get signed by him, uh, apparently he really liked it because I, I kind of done it in the style of the posters for the prequels. Um, and yeah, so that was a surprising story. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. real. Yeah, it was yeah. bizarre. It was bizarre. But yeah. Did you get a picture with them? Uh, no, I was too. I was absolutely too starstruck at the time. I was, um, <laughs> and the annoying thing was, I didn't speak to him about Star Wars at all, which is really weird. I ended up speaking to him about motorbikes. So, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it goes by so fast, right? It just went like yeah. like that. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Um, I was just really weird. It was really weird, <laughs> but it was great. I was just, I was so starstruck. Yeah, yeah. I was, de- I was definitely very awkward, but yeah, it was amazing. But yeah. So That's young awesome you story. was just shocked at that point. Not that young. This was only last year. No, I mean the young, <laughs> the young, the young kid yourself. Like you never thought yourself as a kid. Oh, I'm gonna meet oh. you in a gear one day, and it just happens out of the blue. I, I bet know, you were just... it was it was incredible. I was just like, I mean, I think I was nine years old when the Phantom Menace came out, and I was like, I definitely wanted to be. I wanted to be Ewan McGregor. I wanted to be Obi-Wan. So I was like, yeah, if I thought I'd get to meet him one day like that, I would have been, I would never have believed it. But yeah. That is awesome, dude. Awesome yeah, that's, story. That, that's awesome because, so I was lucky enough to be at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in 2022. And I was also lucky to walk up to the stage, the Star Wars live stage randomly. And Ewan McGregor walked out and he said, uh, I will see the next time I will see you guys is in San Antonio, where I saw him. And he also named Edinburgh, where you saw him. So, oh, cool. So yeah. we kind of have that, have that connection now. Yeah, that's that's really that's cool. awesome. We yeah. both got to meet him. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. So is there a piece of advice that you could give to an artist uh, that might be listening or watching us today? Uh, yeah, um, just always try and be true to who you are and the stuff you love and never give up. Uh, if you think that you're not going anywhere, just always just keep going uh, because you're always, you could always just be like one opportunity or like one drawn away from doing something you'd always wanted to do. So just... Always keep going, no matter, no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. Perseverance. Yeah, nice. that's that's the only advice I could give people. Yeah, just keep going. Always keep going. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. But like I said, man, I appreciate you taking this time to come on the cast and talk to us. Well, no problem. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Now, since we know you love Star Wars this much, now we're going to have to get you on back when the season of Alkali comes out, and maybe you would want to talk to us and your thoughts of the show and stuff like that, because that's what we talk about on Content City Geekcast and um, Star Wars stuff. So it'd be awesome to have you and get your thoughts, you know, because that's what we love to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, 
for sure. Before we let you go, though, we want to let the people know that are listening, watching, where they can find you at. I have a graphic right here from your Facebook page. Um, Chris Owen Art. Uh, Facebook, Chris Owen Art. Instagram, at Chris Owen Art. On Twitter, at uh, C Owen Art 731. And, of course, the website that you've been seeing scrolling across the bottom there, uh, www.chrisowenart.com co.uk so check him out buy his stuff he's a cool guy obviously love star wars love a lot of franchises that we love jurassic park everything pretty much that's big in pop culture i want to thank you chris for joining us today thank you ray for helping with this interview and thank you you. all i got to say is may the force be with you this is the way yeah this is the way